0: Grace to you, friends, and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Now, this is the week of giving in the red letter challenge. I said it on Sunday, and I'll say it again. We have a generous God, and it's most clearly demonstrated to us in this, that our God gave up his one and only begotten Son so that we could have life and have it for all of eternity And when God gave up his son, he cleared out his entire bank account so that we could enter into eternity debt-free, set-free, worry-free. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about the wages of our sin, which is death. It's gone because of Christ our Savior. This week, it's all about generosity, it's about being generous people because that is in the character of who our God is. And as Christians who have our lives written into the life of Christ, we are called to be generous people. That word generosity, uh, it, it in itself, if you, if you listen to it, there are similar English words that we would say that begin the same. And the one that I would uh, like to point out is the word Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, right? Genesis, generosity. That word, it has to deal with beginnings, origins, where something comes from. And so when we are called to be generous people, we are acknowledging that what we have did not ever originate with us. It came from somewhere. It came from God to us, flowing through us for the sake of others. That's what Generosity means that it. it means we acknowledge the origins of these things that we have, God being that origin. This week, uh, in the Red Letter Challenge, we've been encouraged to give sacrificially to the needy and to, the, to those who could benefit from the things that we have. The, the, Jesus is encouraging us that when we take care of the least of these, we take care of him. Christ lives through us. Now today, in particular, I think maybe some of you have read today's uh, Red Letter Challenge. Some of you may read it before the night is through. But in particular, it says, uh, go through your closets and your dressers and give some clothes to those who could benefit from those clothes. Clothing. Clothing, I think a lot of us do this in general. We go through our closets intermittently, and most of the time it's just to declutter our houses. I'm not sure how many of you are thinking about those who are on the receiving end of those donations when you do it. But it's kind of interesting if we think about the material things that we have. I think most of the material things that we have, which God calls us to be generous with, are byproducts of the fall into sin in that they didn't exist before the fall. Think about money. I don't know for a fact if there was money in the Garden of Eden. I kind of think that there may not have been. Right? And and so this is a product of a sinful, broken world. Right? And, And so it only makes sense that it's not for us, not for our salvation, just simply a gift of God to us to be used in this broken world to manage our own lives and to give generously to others. Uh, One from earlier this week about food, I I know that there was food in the garden, Uh, that's clear, that's clear. Uh, Adam and Eve ate the wrong food, we know that. Uh, But the the one that we're talking about today, clothing, we know for a fact (laughs) that there was not clothing before the fall into sin. And so the fact that we have clothes to put on can be a visual representation to us of our sin and of God's blessings to us. Just think of it like this, you know, if you don't know the creation story and the fall into sin, I'll I'll give you the, the shortened version. God created perfection. Adam and Eve were not content with perfection. They wanted to be like God and no good and evil. And when they ate from the tree that God said, do not eat from, what happened? Their eyes were opened. They looked at one another. Some translations of the Bible say that they felt shame. So what did they do? They quickly grabbed some fig leaves, sewed them together, and patched them on. Husband and wife, ashamed. Right. Ashamed. God came looking for them in the perfect relationship that they had, and they did what? They hid. Hid from God. And then the next pair of clothes that were given to Adam and Eve were handcrafted by God Himself from the animal skins. An animal's life was laid down so that Adam and Eve could have a set of clothes to wear as they were kicked out of perfection. God laid down the life of an animal to clothe Adam and Eve. Martin Luther, in comment, commentating on this section of Scripture, uh, he comments like this. I, I, he says a lot of things, but I want to I show you this passage. I'll put it up on the screen. Luther says this, who can tell how much effort and expense men go to in their dress? And so it should no longer be called a pleasure or an excess, but rather a madness that people like donkeys raised for carrying gold, are more intent on loading themselves down than on adorning themselves. I'm very curious what these men were wearing in the 1500s. Uh, But more decent dress is certainly commendable, especially in persons of standing, but the crudity, which is now in style, cannot help being an offense to the eyes of respectable people. Therefore, if Adam came back to life now and saw this madness among all classes, I surely believe that he would be petrified with amazement. A pelt was his daily garb, as a daily reminder of his lost bliss. But we clothe ourselves flashily and go to extremes in order to prove to everyone that we've forgotten not only the evils out of which we were snatched, but also the good things that we have Received. That's kind of wordy, but the thing that I picked up on this that I have not necessarily seen before, I've always just thought of my clothing as a necessity of life. <laughs> you know, I was born and they slapped some clothes on me, and my mom, mom said, "If you're going to go outside of the house, put some clothes on. It's a good and decent thing to do." Right? It it just seems like a necessity of human life. But what Luther points out is that for Adam clothing was a daily reminder to him of his sin. Just think about that. Clothing to Adam was a daily reminder to him of his sin and how far he had fallen. But Luther also points out here and in other places which is true that because God is a generous God, what did God do? I already said it. For Adam and Eve, when they fell into sin, He made clothes for them. He said, Here you go. So I want you to think about it like this tonight. And, and I think this is a very visual thing as you put on clothes daily. That your clothes, you can think about as a twofold blessing. One, when you put on clothes, it can be a reminder to you of your sin. That it is a necessity to cover up because of the brokenness and how far we have fallen into sin. But on top of that, our clothing can also serve as a blessing for us, a reminder of Christ's righteousness for us, which we are clothed by. So, there is a twofold blessing. One, we need to put on clothes because we are sinners, but two, we are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so, our clothing reminds us daily to hate our sin and to flee from our sin and to be clothed with the grace and the righteousness of Jesus Christ alone. What a generous God we have. And so this night, as we go, I want you to be thinking about this with your clothes. That our God is a generous God who clothes us. And this is what Jesus said in the gospel lesson tonight, right? This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. I love this passage where he says, what are you so concerned about? Why, Why are you so anxious, people? I think Jesus could have been speaking to 21st century Americans. What are you so anxious about? What are you so worried about? Why are you worried about what to eat or what to put on? Don't Just look. Look at the lilies of the field. Do they look stressed out to you? Look at the birds soaring in the air. Are they worried about how much they're storing up for retirement? No, oh, and God's taking care of them. Oh, you of little faith, why are you so worried? Why are you so anxious? Don't you know? Set your sights on heavenly things, for you cannot serve two masters. You know, the audience of Jesus was likely, was likely uh, filled with poor people. And, and those who are in poverty oftentimes look at material things as the solution to their uh, victory over the world's uh, difficulties, right? And so Jesus is reminding them, don't set your sights on the material things, set your sights on the heavenly things, because from God come all things. So in this week of generosity, like all material blessings, the clothing that we have been given is meant to be shared. It's meant to be shared, I think we all in America have the capacity to share, (laughs) to share, to be generous, to pass these things on. God can do a lot with a little. And when you go and donate your clothes, maybe you bring it to charity, or maybe you know somebody in need who can benefit from those things. Again, oftentimes I think we don't think of the recipients, but you never know. God can do a lot with a little. What you might think is an old and out-of-date pair of pants might be the pair of pants that a man wears at his job interview where he lands that job to get out of poverty. That shirt that you never really liked that your grandma gave to you, that might be the shirt that somebody wears the first time that they hold their brand new baby. That pair of shoes that was uncomfortable for you could be given to somebody and they could be wearing that pair of shoes the very first time that they step foot in a church to hear God's word. You never know. God can do a lot with a little. My dear friends in Christ, as you leave today, I, just, I want you to think very purposefully, very visually about your clothing. I had never put much thought into my clothing before, but now I, I will. This double blessing... Again, let me say it it like this again. Your clothes can be a representation to you, one, a reminder of your sin, but two, a reminder of Christ's righteousness that clothes you freely by his grace. So go and be generous. Pass that blessing on to others, and in so doing, you live like Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.